As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Y'all need fireworks? Come on. I got what you need right here. I got the bang for your buck. Now see, these Roman candles are the best thing. I'll do these for five, five for 20. I always keep the black cats with me, baby. Little lollipops for the kids, you know, they all like that. Uh-oh, victory swords. Looking for a little bang for your buck? Right here, the Diablo Neon. That'll be the one. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, July 1st. Happy birthday to Canada. Happy birthday to my wife, Nora. Love you both. I'm J.E. Skeets, and joining me here in the yard today, we got the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And wow, look at that. It's the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, taking it north of the border. Mm. Lee Ellis, what's up? Hey, uh, how come I'm in Canada on Canada Day and you're not? That's, uh, that seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. You just mm. go whenever you want, wherever you want. During the busiest time of the year. But we're happy yeah, to have you here. It's crazy stuff. Um, super producer JD in the background. Also in Canada. Uh, pushing them buttons. So uh, don't you worry. He's uh, going to make this run smoothly here, hopefully. Uh, shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. On today's podcast, oh my God, Lee, we got so much to talk about here. This mm. is this is insane. Um, we're gonna get to free agency day one roundup. We'll talk about what you guys think are like the best steals, the biggest overpays, thoughts on contract extensions, and all that. That's gonna take a while because a lot happened uh, in the first what felt like you know five or six hours of free agency. But we start with this news on Thursday. The Athletic reported that Kevin Durant has officially requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this came, you know, 24 to 48 hours after we learned Kyrie Irving had committed to the Nets for the 22-23 season, and it came mere hours before the official start of free agency. I did a quick podcast on this yesterday. If you want to hear my thoughts, go check that out. It's now in podcast form. It's available on YouTube as well. But let's hear from these guys. Trey, uh, <laughs> KD, Wants out of Brooklyn, and I know we can get into talking about trade packages and all that, but what was your initial reaction to this? 
Well, Skeets, you say a lot happened on day one of free agency. Did it? Did Kevin Durant save day one of free agency, or did Kevin Durant <laughs> ruin day one of free agency by making his trade request early in the day? Not a lot of big-name players actually changed teams yesterday. Pretty boring day one of free agency, aside from the fact that one of the best players in the league on a four-year contract requested a trade. It's pretty weird that the biggest news on day one wasn't a free agent move, wasn't even a move, just asking for the move. It's like when the pilot <laughs> of a TV show is incredible and then the rest of the season is just okay. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, Stranger Things, The Walking Dead. I don't know what it was. So thank you to Kevin Durant because day one, super boring otherwise. We will see how this actually shakes out uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. But if it comes to pass that both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving leave the Brooklyn Nets, which is what seems to be the most likely scenario, pretty shameful destruction of a franchise, if I'm being quite honest. Yep. At least when LeBron James comes to your team, completely runs the front office, and then leaves you with a bare cupboard at the end, you're going to the finals and probably winning a title. This team won one playoff series in three seasons, and that's it. They out of here. The good part, I suppose, for the Nets is that they are lucky that Kevin Durant has already signed to his extension that's kicking in this season. So at least they can recoup a little bit of what they've lost in acquiring him, in acquiring James Harden, in acquiring Ben Simmons, all of these different trades that they've made uh, over the course of these three seasons. What a difference in the team from when those guys showed up, from when Kyrie and KD showed up alongside DeAndre Jordan. The coaches are different, the players are different, but the Nets feel like they are back to the post-Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett era which is not good. We will see just how much this league has changed because you saw and heard a lot of, we haven't seen a player of this magnitude ever request a trade like this before. The only one I can really think of that's similar at all is Kobe Bryant back in 2007. He was coming off three titles, back-to-back -back scoring leader in 05-06 and 06-07, and obviously a Laker legend already at that point. But the Lakers held firm because there were no trade partners out there that they were really interested in. I remember the Bulls were a huge... Uh, a huge chance back in the day to get Kobe, but they would have had it to trade Luol Deng, which then would make Kobe not want to go to Chicago. And it might end up being similar stuff for Kevin Durant here because, I mean, he's an incredible player. People are going to back up the Brinks truck, but they also know that, that the Nets are just having their feet held to the fire a little bit here by KD and Kyrie. So we'll see if the Nets are able to do what the Lakers did. They held firm. They brought in pieces around Kobe. Kobe won the MVP in 07-08, back-to-back titles with Powell. But the Nets don't have the track record, and I don't think that they have the stones for it. And I think the league has changed too much for them to actually kind of push back on this one. You don't want to be the team that fights with the big superstars when it was very exciting for you to get these big superstars in the first place. So... Just crazy stuff. It really put a, a damper on free agency, I thought. Really hit the brakes for everybody else because there are so many players out there that, or so many teams that are thinking, we can make some little moves here. We can get in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. We have to at least try and see if we can be a part of this before we actually move on to what was going to be our first plans. But uh, it really threw a wrench into the day. And we're still talking about Kevin Durant first, and we'll probably talk about him last as well. Yeah. Um, why do you think this is happening now? This is the part I can't understand, Lee. Like, why is Durant, hours before the official start of free agency, leaking this, obviously, to the heavy hitters in Woj and Shams and saying, I've requested a trade? Like, what <laughs> is it that suddenly he wants out of Brooklyn? Why well, now? I guess, I guess last week we heard the rumors that Sean Marks and Joseph Sy were saying, we're prepared to lose both of these guys, Kyrie 
and Kevin Durant. So maybe Kevin Durant said, went to them and said, are you guys trying to trade me or, or you don't want me to be here? What's going on? And, and maybe they said, listen, we've decided, yeah, you're available to be traded if we, if we can get the right package for you. And so Kevin Durant maybe said, all right, well, screw you guys. And I definitely want out. I want to see if I can uh, cause some chaos because look, when Kevin Durant left OKC, he was a free agent. He turned down 200 million to stay with the Warriors and join the Nets as a free agent. But this time, as Trey said, you, Kevin Durant's got four years and 200 million on that contract. So he doesn't have that same ability this time to just say, I'm joining whichever team I want. The Nets are going to have to make something work. So they're going to get some decent packages offered. They're going to get tons of decent packages offered to them because to simply match his contract at around 50 million a year, you're going to have to get you know plenty of players close to making that number. And then the Nets are probably going to get draft assets as well. So for the Nets, it's like, okay, maybe we, we they're going to get some good assets in return here. But the fact that Kevin Durant has chosen his destinations the last two times and still decided he's not happy there makes him now... I mean, where, where do we sort of rank him now? Where do we put him? Because he's like, he's gotten everything he's wanted and hasn't been able to be happy and be settled in two of the biggest cities, uh, biggest basketball cities in the world as far as Golden State Warriors and, the, and, and New York with the Nets there. So now he's like, all right, get me somewhere else. And where's that destination that he's going to go to now and then be happy? So it, it's it's wild and it's, it's kind of crazy. But I also think he looked at last season with Kyrie and it was like, he doesn't know what he's going to get out of Kyrie going forward. And who knows if Kyrie's going to be on the roster? Probably not. And James Harden got to the point where he's like, I want out of here too. And they get Ben Simmons in return, who obviously didn't play either. So maybe Kevin Durant just looked at that locker room and his team and he's like, I don't see us winning as we are right now. So I want to go to a different situation, a new situation again, and see if he can make something happen. As I say, though, the only difference is he doesn't have that ability to just go, okay, Miami, I'm signing with you or the Lakers or whoever. Because he hasn't got that freedom anymore because he's under contract. Yeah. I, uh, I, I debated, I guess, Trey, because I'm not sure which one it is. I, I, I assume we'll find out at some point on a podcast from Kevin Durant, which, we, uh, which the reason was. But like, if this is linked to Kyrie at all, is it because he wants out of Brooklyn because he's tired of Kyrie the headache and the guy that he can't trust to be out there every game and is wishy-washy and that, and that friendship is sort of broken? Or is it the opposite? That he, Kevin Durant, is pissed off with the Nets franchise for not like locking up Kyrie Irving and giving him the money, giving him the bag, you know, and like there was all that little hang up. And he's like, well, screw this then. This was not part of the plan. Uh, and, and that's why he wants out. I, I, with Katie, with Kyrie, I don't know. It could be either of these, I think. It could be something completely different for all we know. But it is insane that like he just signed this contract extension and he already wants out of there. Yeah, if what Brian Windhorst is reporting that KD and Kyrie still want to play together in their next location, <laughs> if that's true, even if it doesn't come to fruition that they get traded together, if it's true that they still want to play together, then it's definitely the latter scheme right, that right. the Nets said, we were committed to you. Uh, and, you know, I mean, like we, when you think back to Kyrie Irving's previous comments of how he's going to ru- help run the franchise with KD and Sean Marks and Joe Sy. That definitely changed, you know. Obviously, the Nets are out on that plan a little bit. So, if the Nets are out on that plan, it feels like Kevin Durant is like, well, that was the plan. And if you're out on it, then I'm out on it. So, I don't know. It seems to me that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are still close buddies. So, I don't know. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall that Kyrie isn't going to be there long-term anyways. Like, he's going to be a Laker. If he's in a Laker for this season, he'll be a Laker for next season when his contract is over. No doubt about that. So maybe he's saying, maybe he sees that Kyrie's going to leave eventually. So he wants to get it out while he can. But I do think it is a little bit 
on the Nets saying, we can't commit to this team. We don't know how reliable this team is going to be. And that probably rankled Kevin Durant. So now he's gone. In the end, if they don't play another game for Brooklyn, KD and Kyrie played 44 games together, Lee, in three seasons. Mm. 44. Because of injury, because of vaccination rules in New York, because of a bunch of other things. That is just insane. I saw or heard somebody say, like, Nash and Kobe played more games together. It's wow, like, did they? What? Yeah, it's like that oh weird, you know, in one season, uh, injury-riddled season there for the Lakers. Uh, but Kay, uh, Lee, have you fired up the train machine at all? Have you got creative with uh, well, train packages? This is the thing. I mean, look, the, the, the hottest rumor I think out there at the moment is if the Phoenix Suns decide to move on from DeAndre Ayton and you use him in a side and trade and you can get throw in Michael Mikhail Bridges as well, then you're getting close to making the money work. There's still other things that have to happen there. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, if that's the package that's on the table, I think that's probably where you start because you're getting very, very good young players in return. But I can't see this being a one-for-one in terms of two-team deal. I think this is going to be a three, four, maybe even a five-team deal simply, again, because he's got such a big contract. And if you're the Nets, you're like, we're obviously not taking pennies on the dollar right now. Now, look, the other thing is Kevin Durant at 33, he's only played 90 games himself in the last three seasons because of the Achilles injury and then the last two injury riddle seasons there in Brooklyn at 33. Now, look, you're going to take him. Any team's going to take Kevin Durant if they can get him. But he also comes with a bit of an injury risk himself there. So... I wonder if teams try to sort of play that angle there with the Nets. But ultimately, I can see Pat Riley getting involved. I just cannot see like a player of Kevin Durant's caliber being available and Pat Riley not having some finger in the pie. You know Daryl Moore is going to try to get involved as well. These, these sort of guys always like to be involved in the big, big trades. So I can see multiple teams, multiple players uh, involved here. Exactly where he ends up, I'm not sure. But obviously, it's, you would think... Well, certainly for him, he wants to go to a team that is immediately contending. So that is a Phoenix Suns. That is a Miami Heat. There's no way I can realistically see him going to the Lakers. I mean, obviously the Russell Westbrook contract works, but that's not going to happen. The Lakers don't have other draft capital to throw in either. Anthony Davis's name has been thrown around. Anthony he's Davis cl- and Westbrook for Kevin Durant <laughs> and Kyrie Irving. Look, he's a, he's a, cl- oh he's a clutch client, so I can't see Rich Paul saying, okay, yep, yeah, send Anthony Davis there to, to Brooklyn. So, you know, there's not many teams that obviously can take he's not going to the Warriors he's, he's you know I, I don't think so anyway I mean would they trade would they you know use uh, Andrew Wiggins sign and trade to trade him I don't know I don't think so uh, but again there's not you know none I wouldn't be surprised you know who is a bit of a sleeper for me it's the Raptors I wouldn't be surprised if Messiah Jerry gets involved because he's made a big move in the past yep. he got Kawhi Leonard I don't, I don't think he would keep anybody out of a trade if it meant getting Kevin Durant including Siakam I think if it look if they say, give us Siakam, and, you know, there's have to, obviously going to have to be other guys as well, but he's got a big contract that gets close to Kevin Durant. Some other draft picks. Siakam, and- OG, bunch of draft capital. Or yeah. Fred Van Vliet, OG, a bunch of draft capital. Right. I, don't so think, that's- I think Masai, the one guy he might not lean into, and maybe he does include him, is Scotty. It's got well, that, yeah. that's the one question mark, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you have you have to keep one of those guys, I think, in order yeah. to make it like so they're still competitive. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors get involved, and I don't think Kevin Durant would be completely against the move to Toronto either. So, how could you tell? How do you know with this guy? Well, <laughs> seriously, he's happy one yeah. day, he's not in the next. Yeah, yeah. So that's I the crapshoot. I mean, you're possible. right. I mean, like yeah. I don't like. Everybody's just always left wondering what the hell does this guy want yeah 
and yeah. what will make him happy and will he ever be happy and and it's you know that's just his personality i think is yeah. a part of it but yeah but uh, i mean look you can mean- go through all the teams lee if you're mm. the heat are you even offering you know jimmy butler in some sort of deal if you're the lakers are you offering anthony davis he said that if you're the clippers are you offering paul george if you're the celtics are you offering jalen brown if you're the jazz are you offering donovan mitchell like all these you know you go through basically 90 percent of the league take the best player on the team or the second best player and it's like you're going probably maybe yes in some cases it's a quick yes so i, th- I think i like the jimmy butler one i think they would do that the heat i think they would if that's what it cost them i think they would do mm, jimmy right. butler because i can't do bam if ben nah. simmons is still there is this old, that's like, right i mean and, and and that's the other thing is because of the certain you know different contracts on different teams certain players just cannot be moved so uh but it's <laughs> wow where he ends up it's just going to be wild and how that deal gets done because it's just going to be so complex and uh, so much fun Trey, do you have a, a favorite trade or two for Kevin Durant? A realistic of course, one, of Skeets. Course. Of course, Skeets. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Ever since Kevin Durant wore that Tony Kukos jersey in the summer, he has been an ultimate pipe dream for the Bulls, and they can get Kevin Durant for some serious bag of beans contracts out there. So that's the only time I was hitting up the trade machine. I think it's going to be Phoenix. Uh, first and foremost, they finished with the best record in the league this year. So you know KD's loving that. Then they've also got a bunch of picks they can ship out, not to mention solid players in Bridges and Aiton. It's no surprise that he is that the Suns are near the top of the list. He apparently has a ton of respect from with Booker. They obviously played together on Team USA. He's close to Monty Williams as well. I was playing pickup ball this morning. All the chatter was about Kevin Durant. And to me, that seems like the most logical place is Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so, okay, if you're Phoenix, Trey, Aiton, Bridges, obviously all that picks, all the picks, like the swaps and stuff like that, you know, be it four or five years probably we're looking at here. Sure. You're doing that. Yeah. So you're in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially because I think the Western Conference uh, is going to be pretty winnable. Like the Warriors kind of seized the spotlight there in the playoffs. You know, they came in with not the greatest record during the season. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies have a major injury that they're going to be dealing with coming forward here a little bit. The Mavericks took a little bit of a step back. The Suns were already a 64 win team. You had Kevin Durant to that team. You should be the championship favorite. I mean, wherever Kevin Durant goes, if he's going on a good team, they're probably the championship favorite next year. Yeah. Is there anything, uh, Lee, that, you know, from the Sun side of things that you Take a second and go, you know, how about Cam Johnson instead of Bridges? I mean, of course, they're going to try that. And then the Nets, yeah. I mean, you've already seen reports of the Nets saying, well, we're not doing any trade with you unless Booker's in it. And then they push back. Yeah. And that's how you like, that's sort of how you get to probably Bridges, if we're being honest. Eight and Bridges and then a bunch of uh, picks. And there's um, some complications, too. I saw Hollinger writing about this. Yeah. Uh, with the Nets over the tax line and that Eaton's like a base year compensation guy. And it, it's difficult but it's not impossible. There probably third teams need to be involved. Other players need to be involved just to make uh, the books work. But um, mm. yeah, what do you think, Lee? Well, obviously, Aiton, they're prepared to move on from him. I think that's that's pretty obvious. Yeah. It's just whether or not they... they look, look, Bridges had a great season, you know, defensive. Uh, he was in the all-defensive team. He's improving a lot. He's a big part of what they've been these last few years. But he's not Kevin Durant, so you have to you have to t- take the opportunity to sign Kevin Durant or to you know add Kevin Durant if you can because he immediately improves them. I mean him and Booker and Chris Paul. I mean again they're older, Chris Paul and and uh, Kevin Durant. But if they're on the court, I mean that's just a very very tough team to uh, defend against. So yeah, if you're the Phoenix Suns, you can't you can't let an opportunity like this go by if it means just holding on to Mikael Bridges as, as great as he's been. That's just the price you have to pay. So. I think they would do it. Um, 
will they do it? That's the thing. Will they actually go ahead and, and, and grab him? I mean, who knows? But uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just weird that Kevin Durant's in this situation, man. I mean, like I say, he turned down $200 million from the Warriors. He may have three championships, maybe four if he stayed there. But I guess he felt that he wanted to go and sort of shrug that 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 tag that he was, you know, uh, he, he was piggybacking off Steph and the Warriors. I mean, he's got two finals MVPs. He's a legit champ. There's no real asterisk there with him. But I think he just felt he needed that. He got what he wanted in Brooklyn. He got superstar talent around him in James Harden and Kyrie was there. They, they did everything. I mean, Sean Marks and Joe Sy did a fantastic job in putting all that talent together. It just didn't work. But that's what teams want is like, we want those those all NBA Hall of Fame talents together, but it just didn't work out on the court. Yeah, well, he really only has himself to blame, does he not? He picked his, <laughs> he picked his superstar teammates. He picked his damn coach. He, you know, and I'm sure he had other say in the rest of the roster. And, and that's the interesting thing in the now. First round. What does what does Steve Nash just say? Yeah, done. I'm done too. Oh, like, <laughs> I haven't heard much from Steve this summer. No, no. no. I mean, I'm 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 interested to see if we hear from yeah the. Uh, Sean Marks and Steve and this uh, this front office there in, in Brooklyn. Uh, crazy. Another team that people uh, are trying to, like, make happen, get KD to Memphis. You know, could they do something with Jaron Jackson Jr.? Though we just found out he's going to be out four to six weeks. We'll get to that later in the show. Desmond Bain, you know, they have they have Brooks. They have Clark. They have uh, all their picks. There's, there's, there's a package there you could maybe talk yourself into. But I'm sort of with you, Trey. Like, the more I've thought about this after the immediate reaction yesterday, uh... There's no rush. You're Brooklyn. And could you salvage this? Could, like, yeah, the reports are out there that he wants to, wants to be moved, but like the Kobe situation back in the day, could he still be on your team come uh, training camp because of other moves you've made, conversations you've had, whatever? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, though in today's game, like when a superstar of his magnitude sort of like says, get me out of here, like you're better to usually... Sort of like, all right, just rip the Band-Aid off and, and get a good deal back, probably. Yeah, I think it's wishful thinking that the Nets would probably. actually uh, kind of fight back on this one. But there's no doubt that the owners are going to fight back on this kind of stuff when it comes uh, lockout time again. So this, like these sort of situations eventually lead to lockouts, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I'm not backing the owners on this one at all. I think it's great that players actually get to choose where they want to play and make their moves. But this is the stuff the owners really want to fight about. Uh, you know, when they sign a player who's supposed to completely change their franchise, and he does for the worst. Yeah, and it's like, there are, you can, you, hey man, you can sign one-on-one -one deals. Like, you've done before. Like, LeBron, of course, has done time sure. and time again to put pressure on the organization to keep, like, staying fresh, keep making moves around the edges, stay competitive, all that. But if you elect to sign long-term, you know, <laughs> you, you're... You're, you're committing to a team here for at least a couple of years. And he's, in theory, doing the opposite if these reports are true. And can they salvage this? Who knows? And, uh, and will there be a mystery team, Lee? I know the Suns are mm. at the top of everybody's list. The Pelicans are a hot team. You know, they just signed Zion to their massive contract extension. Could, but could Ingram be the big piece coming back? Celtics yeah. have been really quiet here at the start of free agency. Are they deciding what to do are they trying to get involved in this but uh there's always like with one of these things like a uh, whoa team out of nowhere uh maybe putting together an even better deal i don't know who I that is yeah. but maybe it's out there uh 
Was it Mo Bamba who uh, tweeted out a picture of him and KD in Orlando? Uh, Bancaro. Oh, Bancaro, Bancaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's it. But look, ultimately, at the end of the day, let's say the Nets decide, okay, you know what? We're going to try to trade everyone and all we want is all the draft capital in the world. Then they have no... You know they don't have to send Kevin Durant to a good team. If the, if the best offer comes from an Orlando Magic, and that's what of course the Nets want, send him wherever they want. I mean, what, why would they need to appease him at this point? It's uh, if if he wants out, they gave him the contract. He has to go wherever they send him. So. Yeah, but on the other hand, the team trading for Kevin Durant has to have some faith in no, Kevin course, Durant yeah. not pouting and playing yeah. and suddenly yeah. wanting to be moved. So there's the, but again there's as a as equipment. a. You know, with the contract that he's got, at least they then have they control the asset of that. So it's not like he just can walk for nothing the following season. I mean, it's not going to happen. He's not going to Orlando, Ooh, but he's frozen. you just okay. Oh no, I'm here. Oh man, are you, what's going are you on? freezing? Okay, is he only freezing for me or uh, Trey as well? <laughs> no, I'm just playing it cool. Okay, me too. It was, but then yeah. you know, it went for a while. Okay, uh, I think I understood what you said there, Lee. Yeah. Uh, let's hear everybody's best Kevin Durant trade packages. That's all everybody cares about. Just like, uh, you know, how do you get them to your team? That's the ultimate move. I will say this, Trey, remove the Bulls, because of course you'd want Kevin Durant. We'll remove the Raptors. Of course I'd want Kevin Durant. Uh, if you had to pick any other team, just like purely from a like, ooh, this would be fun for the league. Just fun for the uh, the casuals and the diehards alike. And we'd be talking about it all the time. Like it would just be crazy. Which, which team, if you could like get them to, would you want to see Kevin Durant on next season? OKC Thunder, I think, is like the only thing that actually helps Kevin Durant's uh, reputation. If he goes back to OKC, plays with some of the young guys there, maybe they go with the ultra thin towers, KD, Poku, (laughs) and Chet all together. 600 pounds of man in your front court, and that's it. Uh, That would be the the, the most interesting to me, because joining one of the top seeds in either conference, not very interesting. Joining the Philadelphia 76ers, who have two current MVP, or one MVP player, one second place MVP player, then adding Kevin Durant. That's not interesting to me. Everything else seems completely far-fetched. Obviously, the Thunder is far-fetched, but it would be cool to see. Yeah, Lee, you you got pumped about that idea. (laughs) Well, because I was thinking, I wonder if anyone will say that. It'd be just hilarious if he did end up going back there to uh, OKC and they start winning again and everyone falls back in love with uh, Kevin Durant. They obviously have all the assets. You know, Sam Presti could cash in a ton of those to give those back to Brooklyn. But uh, it would, you know, I I don't think that's going to happen. I I am a little bit intrigued by the Pelicans, though. I wouldn't be surprised if if they try to make something happen because they got CJ McCollum. You know, obviously it would cost them... Ingram, I think, at a minimum, um, but uh, that would be they. They had a good set, a good end to the season last season. So, uh, you know, if Dave Griffin can get involved, I think he would. Um, my only other thought on this is, and I know I'm not the first to make this point, but uh, I do love back to the Suns possibly trading for him. Katie's had a lot of beef with Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, you know, he's been called a, a bus rider by Barkley. So there is something. Uh, interesting to me about if Kevin Durant would go to Barkley's old team. Barkley, of course, taking the Suns to the finals, couldn't get over the hump past Jordan's Bulls there, but if uh, KD could do that, that would be uh, pretty, pretty damn funny. Going to, uh, to the desert there and shutting up Chuck that way. Uh, but let's hear everybody's reason where you want KD and why. Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at NoDunksIn. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, are we, uh, should we just move on from Duran at this yes. point? I already did basically 30 minutes. We'll be talking about him every single podcast until he gets moved, I'm sure. Yeah, well... You said it was sort of boring, Trey, and, and, and maybe that's true. Though there was a lot of, like, we had, like, nearly 20 guys signing with new teams. We had, like, 20-plus guys signing with their old teams, and we had all these massive Supermax contract extensions. So there is some stuff to break down here because, yeah, you know, not the biggest names moving for sure, but there were some fun things. So my question, Lee, you get us started here. Mm. Uh, of, of all the deals from day one of free agency, and even here into day two. I guess, uh, what was the big one today? Ricky Rubio signing a three-year, $18 million deal to go uh, back to the Cavaliers. Um, which one was the biggest steal to you uh, from free agency so far? Well, uh, look, I don't think it's a steal when you re-sign your own guy, but I think Anthony Simons at four years and $100 million is going to look very, very uh, cheap in the, in the coming years. He improved a lot this season. I thought he really took a step up uh, there for the Portland Trailblazers. So they get him on what I think is a, is a pretty moderate contract for a guy who's a, a guy they drafted and have developed, and he's shown to be quite good. It, tough to know exactly what his market value was, and that certainly he wanted to stay there. But I think, you know, with the salary cap increasing, we've got a new TV deal in the world works as well you're going to see that the end of that contract it's like oh that's that that's pretty cheap for a guy if he continues improvement now look he doesn't do a ton outside of shooting the ball and scoring he needs to improve his like assists and his rebounds and even his defense there but i think you saw last season he did take a really big step up so he's going to get more minutes he's going to get more opportunity they're going to expect a lot more of him so if he can make those incremental improvements in the other parts of his game i think uh 25 million for a young girl like that is 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 basically a gift for the uh, Blazers. Exactly what they're doing and what direction they're going in. Still trying to figure it out a little bit, but it certainly seems like they, they're intent on keeping Dame and trying to build around him and still you know, surround him with better supporting players and make a run for it with him still. So I think getting uh, Anthony Simons at 4-100 and 100 is, uh, is a pretty nice uh, day for the Blazers. Yeah, the other move the Blazers made was uh, stealing Gary Payton II from uh, the Warriors. Uh, the champion, Gary Payton II, from the Warriors mm. for uh, three years, $28 million. So he got a nice little payday there. And we thought the Warriors, that was the one guy they would like be very high to keep. But at a certain point, even Trey, they were like, God, I mean, that's going to cost us $28 million, That's going to cost us like uh, times three, basically. So uh, Portland, congratulations. You got GP. So yeah, they, got, uh, they keep Simons and they got GP. But what about you, Trey? See, I'm actually, I go the other way on Simons. I think it leans more towards an overpay uh, than a steal in my book. Because when I saw that number come down, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm like, 104 million for Jalen Brunson? We're laughing. Who cares? That's just the going rate for a good starting young point guard. Because Simons has like one year of real success. It was during a tanking season with Damian Lillard out. I think it's a good bet for the Blazers. He should improve. He's a little bit younger, obviously, than Brunson. But... 
your team is going to look a l very similar, I think, to a Lillard and McCollum backcourt with a Lillard and Simons backcourt. So we shall see how it goes. But I still think a pretty smart move for the Blazers uh, to bring him in. I think it just makes the Jalen Brunson deal look a whole lot better. As for the biggest actual steal for me on day one, Kyle Anderson going to the Timberwolves. Two years, $18 million. Just a perfect fit for them. He plays defense. He moves the ball. He doesn't really need the ball. He's got some savvy. He's got some smarts. It'd be nice if he had a better outside jumper, no doubt about it, but the, the Timberwolves have some solid shooters. He'll probably be playing a lot next to Carl Anthony Towns, who stretches the floor. Anthony Edwards can stretch the floor, so maybe there's some space for Kyle Anderson to put the ball on the floor and get to the hoop with his slow-motion drives. I think he'll be probably the best forward they've got on the roster right now, and it's a little bit of a change of pace from a guy like Jaden McDaniels or uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who are playing at a higher tempo, no doubt about it. So... Anderson, to me, a great spot starter, a great guy coming off the bench. He just fits in perfectly everywhere. Yeah, and I heard Rob Mahoney saying uh, the Wolves strike first in the battle between the Wolves uh, and the Grizzlies, uh, stealing one of their guys because they you know, had a great little mm -hmm. playoff series there. I like that one as well. I think he's going to be a great fit uh, in Minnesota. Anyone else, Lee? I mean, we got like there's a giant list, so if there's anybody else you want to touch on here, now's the time. Yeah, uh, again, like uh, there wasn't that one player that you thought, well, he's really going to move the needle for that team either way. Um, well, you know, what's your thoughts it, on Brunson? Because Trey and I have already weighed in on yeah. it. We're high on it. Uh, we love it. And like Trey said, in the end, like four years, $104 million? I mean, even even lower than I actually thought it was ultimately going to be. So yeah. I, I, I like it. I know some people are questioning it. Oh, is he ever even going to be an all-star? How's he fit with Randall and RJ and all that? Look. We'll find out. I, I think he's exactly what Tibbs likes in a point guard, for sure. A little pick-and-roll action here. Let's go to work. But what do you think about Brunson signing there in here? Look, he's a steady player. He's, he's an improvement. They tried with Kemba last season, and, and it was like, okay, that seemed to be an upgrade at point guard. But, of course, defensively, he really struggled, and he couldn't even stay on the floor himself towards the end of the season when they effectively released him. Um, so Brunson is an improvement there. And Brunson, I think looked at his situation, I guess, in, in Dallas, and he was always going to be behind Luca, and maybe he wanted a bigger role and he wanted a bigger, bigger opportunity. So he's certainly gotten what he's uh, wanted in that sense. He's got the big payday. He had a fantastic first-round playoff series. He slowed down a little bit after that. He's a good player. He's he's he's. You hope he turns into a lot more than what he just showed this season. You hope he really does grow and become much much better. But how much more growth has he got? I I, I can't see him being you know a twenty five point per game guy. I think he sort of taps out at around sort of eighteen to nineteen a game. But he should be at least a good decision maker for them. Like that's the one thing I like about his game is that he never seems to be too rushed. He seems to be able to you know make the right pass. He doesn't seem to make silly sloppy careless turnovers all the time. If he can improve his shooting and continue to knock down, you know, like big shots like he did hit for the Mavs again, certainly in that first round series, he's going to be good. But he also has to understand that in Dallas, he was kind of protected a little bit too, that like the expectations on him weren't as high as they're going to be in New York. And we know the Knicks, they're celebrating right now. They made the big move, the big splash in free agency. But if things start off rough, and he has a rough season. He can't handle the pressure and the spotlight of being a, a you know a, in a much bigger role on a team with much higher expectations or much more pressure, I should say. It's going to be uh, it's going to be you know could could backfire on him. So I, I think they had to make this move though. The Knicks, I think, it was like okay, a player like his caliber, go out and get him. You know that's what it cost him. The Mavs were going to pay him more or less the same, but he chose the bigger role and the bigger opportunity in New York. Now he has to go out there and uh, and, and deliver. And can he? 
Can he get up to an all-star level? I'm not convinced, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see in this uh, in the next season or so. But the Knicks had to make the move. He wanted a bigger role and bigger opportunity, so they both kind of got what they wanted. Yeah, the Knicks are hoping he is on the honestly the Kyle Lowry slash Van Vliet sort of trajectory, right? Uh, where Lowry coming obviously to Toronto turned into like a perennial all-star. They're going to hope that is the case with Brunson. I've compared him to Van Vliet. You know, he obviously makes an all-star team there for the first time recently. So uh, I like it. I just love the idea of like pairing him with RJ Barrett too for his growth. I think that's good uh, as well. Trey, any other like sort of, you know, just little, little thumbs up that you want to show some love to a nice little steal here or there. Here's a couple little tiny thumbs tiny up for thumbs? Okay. Yeah, I think the Sixers are doing a really good job. Uh, they're basically just trying to turn into the Rockets, but I think it's going to work out. P.J. Tucker, three for $33 million. Danwell House, two for $8.5 million. And then, obviously, James Harden has taken a little bit less per year, and they traded for De'Anthony Melton. They've got better wing depth. They've got more defense, and they've still got some moves that they, that they could be making going further on here. So, Sixers are doing a good job, and I actually like what the Bucks are doing because, basically, they said... We won the championship, we were looking all right, and then our second best player got hurt in the playoffs, so we're just gonna run it back, and maybe Joe Ingles will give us a little something come playoff time. Who knows exactly how recovered he'll be by then. I guess uh, guess he suffered his injury during the middle of last season, so probably the goal for him is just get healthy for playoff time and be a reliable three-point shooter. And if he's able to do that, a nice signing for the Bucks. but I thought it was pretty smart that they didn't panic and really overreact to anything. They brought back Portis, uh, Pat Connaughton picked up his option. Wesley Matthews is back. Javon Carter is back. Yep. It's very different to like how the Lakers approach things. They won the championship in the bubble. Then they had problems the following season where they did run into injuries and they changed everything up and it didn't work. The Bucks are saying, hey, we got Giannis. We will be fine. Let's just run it back and hope everybody's healthy come playoff time. Yeah, Lee, any thoughts on your uh, fellow Aussie man there, uh, Joe Ingles making his yeah. way to Milwaukee? Well, that's right. I mean, he probably won't play until close to the playoffs, uh, but he's a vet to have off the bench. I mean, he's a pretty good playoff player. Another guy who can uh, run the offense and, and uh, get under the skin of maybe the opposing uh, star player. He did that, of course, effectively for the Jazz against the Thunder with Paul George. And he's, you know, he's got a bit of a reputation for that. But uh, yeah, happy to Joe. I mean, because when he did his injury last year, <laughs> it was funny, myself included, people saying, well, he's done, he's going to retire now. And Joe's like, I'm not retiring, guys. I, I still want to play. So uh, he, the there's absolutely no rush for him to get back. It's just uh, get back 100% healthy, get some, you know, hopefully he can get back around probably March, get uh, maybe 15 games under his belt, and then uh, be a, a bit of an insurance policy on the Bucks bench. It's all vibes too with Joe Ingles, man. Oh, Already yeah. adding him to a great team, great locker room in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. Got a new jokester in here. Uh, him and Giannis will be trading dad jokes, I'm sure, left and right. I, I like yeah. it. And then, yeah, and they might, like, yeah, they might trade Grayson Allen during the season as well, so the vibes <laughs> could get even better. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then hopefully he gets healthy, and it's like, hey, Joe, can you win us a quarter? Can you win us yeah. a half of a, a playoff game? That's all we really need. Uh, and maybe it's a possibility. But yeah, like Trey said, they really just locked up their guys. I know one of them you wanted back on your team, Bobby Portis, but like four years, $49 million, They said, nope, here you go. Uh, and Wesley Matthews and Carter, like you said, as well. Okay, let's uh, flip this on its head now. What was the biggest overpay on day one? Uh, Trey, you get us started here. Most sticker shock for me was definitely Simons getting a hundred million dollar deal because I just always flash back to like Jawan Howard getting the first hundred million dollar deal, but that was many moons ago, Skeets. Yeah. Many, many moons. Uh, but biggest overpay for me, I'm sorry, it's got to be Lou Dort 
five years, $87.5 million. And the Thunder could have just had him for like $1.9 million going into this season. I don't know who they were bidding against, but I think you like Lou Dort a lot better at $2 million than you like him at $17 million. The potential is there for this to turn into a Kent Bazemore contract, I think, where you're like, we had to sign him. He's a good defensive player. And he's maybe giving it all back offensively with the problems that you're having. I know Dort scored a whole bunch of points. He's last gotten year. better. Yeah, yeah. He has gotten more opportunity, I would say. He's still barely a 40% shooter from the field. Maybe he's approaching league average from three, but this just seems like a crazy contract for a guy who is at best like an all defense first team, and you hope he can actually play in the playoffs if the Thunder ever try to make the playoffs again. Yeah, five years, 87.5 million, Lee. For Dort, off, you, I mean, he was on the he was on possibly the league's best contract, yeah. uh, where he was getting like Trey said, like under two mil, and does yeah. does contribute obviously on one end more than the other, but uh, he gets paid. Good old Canadian boy, Montreal boys got paid yesterday with Boucher and him. Yeah, yeah. But what'd you think? Yeah, he, well, he's seventeen points a game. He averaged last season, but again, it was on the sort of tanking thunder. So I'm not sure how much uh, value you can take out of that. But look, he works hard defensively. You know, he gives everything he's got there. I expect him to take uh, more steps and improve more. But I also sort of think this might have been Sam Presti maybe saying, listen, this is a nice contract asset to have where we can throw this guy in now to deals. You yeah. couldn't really throw him into yeah. other deals. And for next season, again, $1.9 million, you're basically playing for free in the NBA at that rate. So I wonder if, uh, you know, Presti's like, let's just, let's just have this contract on the books here in case we need to make another move. But, um, you know, look, look, Dort was undrafted. He, he's worked and scrapped for everything he's got. And uh, now he gets paid. So, so good on him. Uh, what about you, Lee? Overpays from day one. Well, Marvin Bagley's an interesting one. He got three years and around $40 million there from the Pistons. Now he enjoyed his time there in Detroit. Um, is, he worth, is he even worth that much right now? About $13, $12, 13000000 a season? You I mean, rounded your up quite a bit there. Uh, you gave yeah. him $2.5 million more than he got. But yeah, three years, 37.5. It caught me by surprise too. Yeah, See I mean, 37 there. Look, honestly, Chris Boucher got more or less the same deal. I think Boucher earned his way more than I thought Bagley did in his time in Detroit. But I think Detroit, look, they traded for him. I think they only gave up a couple of second round picks. Maybe they're like, same sort of thing. This guy with a bit more time, bit more opportunity here. I like what Detroit's done so far in the offseason. They're like, we're not committing ourselves to, this is not three years and 80 million or anything crazy like no. that. This is a nice, again, it's a contract where we think this guy just enjoyed his time here. He's more settled in Detroit. He didn't like being in Sacramento. Maybe we're going to get, maybe this will turn into a steal. I'm not sure. It just is because <laughs> they're giving think, him $37 because he had a good time in Detroit. <laughs> he I, loves I, Jets pizza so much. They're paying him $37 million. Look, I, I, I just, uh, I, I think they just hope that he can, he, they also signed Kevin Knox for two years and $6 million. I thought that was a little overpay. I thought, how did Kevin Knox earn $6 million? He didn't even play for anybody. But uh, look, the Pistons, Again, they, they, they trade off this guy. Maybe they're just like, we can keep this guy without necessarily, uh, you know, sabotaging our books down the road. But also, he was signed very early. It's like, was there a huge market out there for Marvin Bagley? Right. Not sure. But anyway, well yeah. done to the Pistons overall. Yeah, he played. I mean, Bagley <laughs> didn't even play 20 games for them. 
But yeah, he was fine. I mean, when he when he gets a bit of an opportunity, at least get, he puts up numbers. That's the weird thing with Begley, right? He's like, yeah. oh, 16 and eight. Thanks, Begley. Uh, but yeah, he got he got he got a bit of a nice deal here. Uh, but all of these deals, I think, like we're saying, even the overpay outside of like your opinion on on Simons, which is true because that one's like a 25 million dollar deal, or Brunson as well. Like if you're not that high on him, you know, really, even the Dort one when you break it down could be because it's, it's five years. Like nobody's getting like. Like so far, at least, like over those over twenty million, you know what I mean? Like we're in like a lot mm. of like a lot of ten million to fifteen million type deals here, or or if not uh, lower than that, there's like a lot of eight million per year type of deals going. A lot of feels like feels like there was a lot of two year sixteen million type deals uh, being kicked around yesterday. Um, so even these ones we say overpay, it's like you're not you're not torpedoing your <laughs> your books, and and guess what? They could be traded later. Uh, but yeah, some surprising ones. Any others, Trey, or, or that you're like, you know, not even overpaced, but maybe just shocked you a little bit. You're like, oh, he's either that person stayed with this team, went somewhere, and for that money. I thought Mo Bamba was Gamba. Me Mo too. Bamba back to the Magic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I've, sometimes I feel crazy, Skeets, where I'm like devoting so much of my life to like looking at Mo Bamba and Isaiah Hartenstein stats. I'm like, ooh, Hartenstein, this is a huge pickup. The guy's a backup center, who cares? Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah. a backup center, but you know, good for him. But I did think Mo Bamba was gone. It seemed like it seemed like the writing was on the wall that he was gonna be going somewhere else, especially, you know, the Magic drafted another big guy, Wendell Carter Jr., obviously farther along as a prospect than Mo Bamba, but he had a, his best season of his career last year, so run it back I suppose well yeah <laughs> I would add to that too even just the magic re-signing Gary Harris for uh, two for <laughs> yeah, 26 sure. and yeah you said Mo Bamba for two for 21 it was more just surprising you're right in your head you're like feels like these guys are gone I guess of course you know will they be included in trades down the line so definitely possible but yeah those ones those ones were a little shocked like those ones way more shocking than the Raptors bringing back guys on their bird rights in Thaddeus Young and Chris Boucher like that was like they sort of did what the the Bucks were sort of doing like all right we like our team bring these guys back that are free agents let's go like do it basically in the first hour or two of free agency but yeah a little surprising there um from the Magic and then the Heat Lee mm. they brought back Oladipo one year 11 million so like that's going to be like a test year there for Oladipo and uh the guy you're scared of Dwayne Dedman uh, yes. They signed with the Heat two years, nine million. So very cheap yeah. deal there for uh, for Deadman. Yeah, a little surprised that Deadman got the second year. Um, you know, look, he he's he's a band aid solution. He goes out there and plays a few mop up minutes uh, when they need him. He's fine. Oladipo, yeah, I think they look at him and think he's not a bad guy just to have deep on our roster. He had some good moments certainly in the playoffs there, but he's certainly no longer that that all star talent. So you get a guy. Like that for 11 million. I thought, uh, look, the Mavericks, one of the things that they needed was some interior help. And they got, obviously, Christian Wood firstly. And then they signed JaVale for three years and 20 million yesterday. I thought, uh, look, JaVale's become a, you know, pretty handy vet. Three years and 20 million. Again, that's 7 million a year. That's not going to hurt you too much if you do need to move on. But they just made an improvement. You know, they upgraded in their at least... uh, interior presence so uh you know good on JaVale for, for picking that up because again JaVale was out of league like it's probably now seven or eight years ago where he was done and instead he's turned himself into a uh, a pretty reliable veteran still getting paid so good on it to him Trey let me get your thoughts on what the Lakers did in day one of free agency now I know they're trading for Kyrie and KD coming up here but 
They signed Lonnie Walker IV to a one-year $6.5 million deal. They signed Juan Toscano-Anderson from the Warriors for a one-year, I think it was a vet's minimum. Uh, again, he's going to L.A. Troy Brown Jr., same deal, one-year vet's minimum contract. Uh, and then Damian Jones, two years uh, he signed. I'm not sure the uh, actual um, numbers on that one, but the Lakers getting Walker the fourth, JTA, Troy Brown Jr., and Damian Jones. And uh, Malik Monk is gone. He's off to the Kings there for two years, 16. What do you think? I think that's four fine rolls of the dice for the Lakers. Like if two of these four hit, that's good. My guess would be the two most likely to hit would be Lonnie Walker and Juan Toscano-Anderson. I like that they focused more on young athletic players who compete defensively than they did last season when it was like, let's see who we can get from the 2010 Eastern Conference All-Star team. So I think that is smart, but I'm not expecting much contribution from any of the four of these guys, but it would be nice to see Lonnie Walker the fourth have a similar breakout season in LA that Malik Monk had. It's basically the same bet that the Lakers are making as they did when they signed Monk as a free agent last year. You can score with the ball in your hands. You're an athlete. You can get out and transition. That should pair nicely with LeBron. It worked out for Malik Monk. We'll see if it works out for Lonnie Walker. And Lee, just going through the rest of the list here, Mm. you know, sort of touching almost on everything. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, he re-signed with the Rockets three years, $22.1 million deal. I think that's actually a really, really nice deal for the Rockets. Nick Claxton re-signs with the Nets, two years, $20 million. Patty Mills re-signs with the Nets uh, for two years, $14.5 million. And then you have the Clippers bringing back a lot of their guys, Zubats, Batum, Coffey, and then Tyus Jones re-signed with the Grizzlies, two years, $30 million. So yeah, a nice little payday there for Tyus Jones as a, as a really... You know, what I've called one of the best backup point guards in the league. That guy's never going to hurt you. Uh, But he gets a nice little contract there. I think that's a fantastic contract there for the Grizzlies. Uh, I think uh, he was excellent for them. And I've just seen as well, uh, Mitchell Robinson signed four years and 60, re-signed there with the Knicks. Knicks? That's just coming through. Yeah. So, uh, look, that's... um, that's fine. That's a fine contract. Mitchell Robinson should be better. He should be earning more. He should be on the floor more. I think he's a very impactful player, but he can't stay on the floor and he's injured a lot and he struggles to finish his game. So I think the Knicks have been like, we don't want to let this guy go. They did sign Hartenstein as a sort of, you know, extra help there. But Mitchell Robinson should be better than he is. So I think um, this is a, not a bad contract either way. Yeah. The Knicks don't kill themselves and uh Mitchell Robinson's still got time here to, to fulfill that talent that I think he has just hasn't been able to sort of be consistent with it so far and finally Trey got to get your opinion on big beef Andre Drummond <laughs> going to your bulls for two years I believe 6.6 million dollar deal that's all Chicago's really done so far yeah that's all they've done where's my Zach Levine news <laughs> I feel like I was watching Nick Vucevic play in Memphis. Do something! <laughs> so Zach Harper gave this a, a C-plus uh, for Chicago, and I think that's exactly right. Andre Drummond is better than Tristan Thompson. But if Andre Drummond and potentially Danilo Gallinari are the only moves this offseason, I'm going to be a sad boy. Okay, yes. Mm. Well, hey, look, it was only day one. We're only into day two here, free agency. Zach Levine's going to take his time, and the Bulls are, uh, who knows? Yeah, they're just getting ready for the big Kevin Durant trade, for all we know. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Uh, the final question here when it comes to free agency is like the most intriguing free agent, I guess, trade target left on the board. We're, we're going to take KD off uh, out of this equation here. Um, who is it? And I can give you a list of names to some of you, to, to you guys here and everybody joining us in the stream team here and, and, and tell me if uh, one of them really piques your interest. I think the biggest name sort of remaining in no particular order here, TJ Warren is uh, still out there. Um, Pacers have his bird rights. Uh, we got Thomas Bryant on the Wizards. You got two Martins. Martin! You got Caleb on the Heat. You got Cody on the Hornets. Dante DiVincenzo, Serge Ibaka, Jeremy Lamb, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, Rubio, you can cross him off the list. He is mm. going back to Cleveland. Montrez Harrell. Um, 
Ed Davis, Austin Rivers. I mean, Derek Jones Jr., Bruce Brown. Okay, okay. Bruce Brown to the Nuggets uh, oh, was a, a recent signing okay. since we started. Yep. Okay. Oh, wow, to the Nuggets. Oh, all right, all right. Two years, $13 million. I like it. I'm yeah. not angry with that. That's a nice pickup there from uh, Denver. Uh, yeah, there's Robin Lopez, Bryn Forbes, Bielitsa. Any anyone Lee like sort of left out there that you're like or or trade targets, bigger names, Rudy, yeah. and stuff like that. What do you think? Well, look, I think Otto Porter's. I think probably going to get a nice little payday here. I thought he was pretty handy for the uh, for the Warriors, and may, he may even return to Golden State, considering they've lost so many of their other role players, as we've mentioned. There, Toscano Anderson gone, uh, Gary Payton's gone. They still got to sign uh, Looney if they're keeping him. That, that's right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they try to sort of keep him because they do need to restock, and he just played that that role very well. I mean, he started a couple of games there in the finals as well. Otto Porter didn't do all that much, but you just know it's not bad to have a guy, and he's only twenty eight. So somehow still uh so you know he's still got a bit left in the tank there but those other guys you mentioned no one really is like sort of uh you know i think making, i think make, tj warren if he can bounce back from injury yeah but he's when can, was the last time he team. played oh it's been a while he's a bubble since the bubble really. yeah he, I, he, he i remember he made my first bubble team of the week like yeah. down there he was, killer. He was on falling for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. That's nearly two years ago. So, um, you know, he's fallen off. And then, we, you know, Jimmy Butler wanted to fight him. Maybe that was it. That was the end of his uh, his peak there. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, look, someone like Bryn Forbes is going to go somewhere. You know, he's, he's not a bad backup to have. But, uh, but no one's, you know, no one's breaking the bank for Bryn. What about as sort of like a trade target? I mean, it's been coming up time and time again. Like, will it ever happen? Eric Gordon. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's gonna shock you. It's gonna shock you, Skeets. The Sixers have been rumored to be interested <laughs> yeah. in Eric yeah, interesting. Gordon. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that a former Houston Rocket could go to the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, uh, he's a he's a good trade target. Yeah. As a, I feel like we're gonna have to wait though. I think we're waiting on some of these big trades until we figure out what's going on with Kevin Durant. Then we'll move on to if uh, DeAndre Ayton is involved in that trade. He's in yep. the mix. And then we're moving on to Gobert or Aiton is like the next guy to figure out after that. And then we'll probably start figuring out the rest of free agency. Another uh, name that I haven't heard much about, Colin Sexton. It's, a, oh, yeah? it's an interesting thing mm. to see what the Cavs are going to do since they actually have his restricted free agency uh, rights so they can match whatever they want. But he's coming off an injury. Still a solid 20-point-per-game scorer who, if you are, you know, a, a team that's trying to scratch into the play-in tournament, maybe you want to try and, a Colin, uh, try and acquire Colin Sexton. We'll see what happens. And, the, and then the other team with two big potential guys that they can move are, are the Pacers, Lee, in uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. Those are... You know that was a; uh, those were hot rumors there for uh, for a, felt like a week or so, and then it's sort of gone quiet again on these guys. Yeah, definitely Malcolm Brogdon. It certainly it seemed like he was virtually out the door there. Uh, the Knicks obviously were big on him, but once they got Jalen Brunson, I guess their interest uh, died off. I still think they will move on from certainly one of those guys. Uh, they made the move last season, of course, getting rid of Sabonis, getting Halliburton. I think that's the direction they're going in. So, um, like, are the Ra- that- are the Raptors? I mean, who knows with the KD whole thing? Like, yeah. is Masai really going to try and take a shot at that? But like, say that's not realistic. Are the Raptors like trying to put together a deal for one of these three centers that we're talking about in Eaton, in Gobert, or in Miles Turner? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I think there's no question that Masai Ujiri wants to improve in that area. You can't just have six, seven guys across the board, which uh, which he has had. Um, exactly which one he'll get and which one he thinks is the best fit is tough. But but Masai Ujiri, I just believe, you know, as we saw with the Kawhi Leonard deal, he's going to get in there and make a move and he will not be afraid to trade one of those big names. He won't fall in love with anyone too much if that's what it takes to, uh, to get that bigger name coming back. It's just whether or not, do you believe DeAndre Ayton is... Going to continue, is he going to develop and improve, or is he sort of already at where he is right now, which is a good player? But he's again, he's I've made the reference before, he's a bit of a Ben Simmons that the numbers haven't really improved since that rookie season, they've been more or less stagnant. So, you know, do you want then in that case, do you want a Miles Turner? Not a great defensive player, I mean, he blocks shots, but he still gets beaten a lot, but he spreads the floor a little bit more of a modern big, and then the, the Rudy Gobert you know, fantastic defensively. Can you unlock him a little bit more or utilize him a little bit better on the offensive end? So something will happen in Toronto. I don't know, maybe I'm just here. Maybe it's in the air, but I feel the Raptors are going to make a move. I think something I think something pretty medium to big is going to happen in Toronto. Medium to big. Uh, yeah. uh, we're also like... Size-wise, like, I think, yeah. yeah. We're trying to figure out like what... The, I really want to know what the Jazz are doing here. You know, they move Royce O'Neal, they get a... They get a first round pick. It's probably going to be a little bit later in the uh, first round, but they get that back from. That's not bad. And like, yeah, what a like. We all expect them to like quote unquote blow it up. At least move one of their big names. Uh, do they really lean into like a to a tank here and like try their chances at uh, getting one of those big names in the draft? I think it's I think it's possibly in play. What does this mean for Conley? Could somebody go get Conley? You want like a vet point guard? Like help? You know, you're really really close. You think you're like close to a championship um could you get him so we'll see and uh but this probably all starts and ends with uh the nets and what they do with kevin durant and kyrie irving did have some contract extensions though let me chuck them at you here trey you know we had some money had some money handed out to these uh superstars in the league Jokic, five year 264 million dollar supermax contract extension with the nuggets bradley beal he got his five year 251 million dollar supermax contract extension with the wizards and we had Booker and Towns uh, both signing their max extensions with their teams, respectively, in the Suns and the Wolves. Four years, $224 million. We had John Morant agreeing to uh, his five-year, $193 million designated rookie maximum extension with the, with the Grizzlies, but that could become $231 million, just like Zion uh, uh, with the Pelicans. Same sort of deal there. So, Jokic, Beal, Booker, Towns, John Morant, Zion... Trey, uh, any thoughts on any of these uh, huge Supermax contract extensions? Biggest contract in NBA history goes to a guy who was drafted number 41 during a Taco Bell commercial. Mm. That's honestly incredible stuff that Jokic is getting this humongous of a deal. Uh, five years, 264 million. Woo! That's exactly the reason why the Nuggets have been shaving their salary cap, their luxury tax bill uh, throughout the offseason. And I'm pretty interested to see how they continue to fill out this team around him because obviously Jokic is in his prime. He's a back-to-back MVP. He's getting two stars back alongside him in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. But as of now, the bench is pretty thin. I love that they picked up Bruce Brown because they needed somebody else off the bench because otherwise you got Bones Highland. Jeff Green is still there. Who knows what Najee's going to give you. Devon Reed, they signed to a deal. Ish Smith, they've got a rookie uh, in Brown, and they signed DeAndre Jordan for some reason. I feel like there's going to be a ton of pressure (laughs) on Michael Porter Jr. to 
to fulfill the promise that we've seen uh, in his career. He was a, a bubble boy once upon a time, Lee. He was an incredible player in the bubble, made the all-bubble team, got that big contract, and then missed the most of last season. But that Jokic contract is humongous. Obviously, you're paying him that contract, but you're also paying two big contracts to Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. It can be tough to build a deep enough team to win a championship if you're paying three max contracts. And we will see how that plays out uh, for a Nuggets team that hasn't been spending a ton uh, right now. Jokic is good enough that they're going to be a top three or four team in the Western Conference, but there's a lot of pressure now on Murray to regain his form and Michael Porter Jr. to regain his form and honestly go even further because after their top three, things are pretty spotty in Denver. Mm. Lee, any thoughts on what Trey's talking about there with Denver or those other contract extensions? Well, I'm glad that there was no hesitation at all from the Nuggets to throw the Supermax there at, uh, at, at because we, we talk about them a lot, Denver, where they do seem to be shaving money and cost-cutting and things like that. But when it came to Jokic, it's like, no, give him the full bag and don't even have anyone going like, what are you doing, Denver? Why are you trying to cheap out on him? So they did that. Uh, I wonder if the Nuggets try to dangle the uh, Michael Porter Jr. to the Nets and uh, and some draft capital there. I mean, that would be an interesting uh, a scenario. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a young player. We yeah. know he's got the potential. Injury concern, of course, but that's maybe something that could at least get the conversation started. The other thing is the Bradley Beal extension. I, I mean... It's just a matter of time before Beal becomes disillusioned with the franchise and thinks, you know what, I think I want to move on to now, surely. Like, why? <laughs> I mean, you're, listen, he got his money. Fair enough. Yeah. You're, you know, don't, don't begrudge anyone getting paid what they are you know, entitled to get paid there. But I cannot see Beal not at some point in the next season saying, you know, I changed my mind and uh, I think it's time for me to uh, seek a new home, a new opportunity here. Oh, just after I signed my contract extension. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so you give it a year? Maybe a year or no? You just say no, you just say you say this coming season we'll get the report that Beal's not that happy with Porzingis and the direction of the franchise. I, I think it's just a matter of time. I think before that ink is even dry on that contract, there's going to be rumors that Beal's like, I thought the franchise was going to do something different. You know, I thought we were going to trade Kevin, uh, Chris Tapp's Porzingis for Kevin Durant, but uh, it didn't happen. So I, I don't know. It just, it just, look, it just seems to me that Beal, you know, said all the right things in the last few days. He wants to be that one guy on the one team, but at what end? to what end? I mean, he's basically sacrificing. Uh, they may not even make the playoffs again. Washington as they are right now yeah that, that, I mean, that is that's a tough like all these other guys that we mentioned with those super max you know you know they're playoff teams they're, they're, right. they're obviously very talented young players uh, the Beal, Beal is the one that's sort of like whoa makes you go yeah. wow is that guy a five year 250 million dollar player uh, yeah uh, hey that's the real team for Kevin Durant to change the narrative about him you know, yeah. his legacy. Go home. Go to Washington. Finally make it happen. Save that franchise. Ah, uh, then. then you're back to D.C. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You've Get- heard of uh, Mitch Richmond. Bradley Beal is Rich Mitchmond. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I will give the Wizards a tiny bit of credit here. They're going to be better next season. There's no doubt about it. They brought in Monte Morris. They brought in DeLon Wright. They're trying to corner the market on guys who have been called the best backup point guard in the yep. league. Unfortunately, yep. they couldn't get Tyus Jones. No, I know. So they've got better backcourt depth. They also drafted Johnny Davis. We'll see what he can do. But 
A lot of questions, no doubt, in the front court. Number one, is Porzingis going to be able to stay on the court? He performs when he does. Another bubble boy? <laughs> we got to send those guys back to Orlando. Yeah. Uh, just get all of them back there for the perfect setting. So you've got him, and then you've got questions with Kispert, with uh, Denny Avdia, with Rui Hachimura. Like, are any of the three of those guys going to be players? If they pop a little this year... The Wizards could be looking at a ninth seed. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Playing. buddy. Oh, Play-ins, baby. I like this idea of the Orlando <laughs> Magic should lean into just bringing the bubble boys back together. Like, just go get them all. Go get TJ yeah. Warren. Go get Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> it's a good just idea. build the team that was, like, balling out down there. It's something in that Florida weather. Uh, all right. Let's call it there with day one of free agency. I, I, I We tried to touch on basically all of the, uh, the signings, either re-signing with teams or the little bit of movement. Let's hear from you who are the biggest steals biggest overpays what are your thoughts on the contract extensions and uh of all the names left right now uh which one intrigues you most and of course kd talk gobert talk brogdon turner all that good stuff uh in other news though i will uh I will throw this at you guys. I slipped it in there, but Grizzlies big man Jaron Jackson Jr. underwent surgery on Wednesday to address a stress fracture in his right foot. Uh, so he's expected to be sidelined for approximately four to six months. They, they, the team is very confident he's going to make a full recovery here, but um, this guy, Lee, you know, his first two seasons ended early, had knee injuries, and then he had that meniscus tear there, right? Uh, in the bubble. So the Magic mm. will not be trading for him mm. uh, that required surgery. But he, he stayed healthy last season. Played 78 games, um, but they're taking care of this this uh, stress fracture in the foot here. Yeah, and he was awesome last season. I thought he was really, yeah, he really very, impactful. Very, very high on Jackson. Yeah. Very high on him. Um, so bummed that he's probably not going to be back, I guess, around Christmas at the sort of earliest based on that four to six month timetable, yeah. which is still, you know, he's still enough of the season there that he can get back and uh, get into his full sort of routine and full swing by, by playoff time. You're but, not going to uh, rush it after paying him and all that. I'll tell you that. Well, no. And, and look, he got four years and a hundred million. So, you know, that was, I mean, probably part of it that he has had some injury concerns. So you just hope that he can uh, get over this recover and, and get back to being the player that he was last season, because, you know, there was some questions. Is he going to be the right guy alongside Jarmer? He's not a he's not a banger of a big. He's more a finesse big. And uh, but last season he really really sort of broke out of his um, you know out of his his own sort of shell shell there and became important for the Grizzlies. So they're going to miss him uh, for sure. Trady thoughts on Triple J there? Yeah, I mean. Foot injuries are terrible. Uh, you got to use your feet for everything when you're playing basketball. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is a huge dude from height and weight. So uh, hopefully he's able to get his foot right and be back in time for the playoffs uh, and looking okay and that this isn't the sort of thing that lingers because we've seen foot injuries derail careers time and time again. And that could be bad news bears uh, for the Grizzlies. No bear pun intended. It's been a tough start I think to to free agency and to the offseason for the Grizzlies all things considered obviously they got jaw on a huge deal gotta do it smart move but they lost Melton they lost Kyle Anderson now we found out that Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't going to be playing good job saving it with Tyus Jones but those three in Melton Anderson and Jaron Jackson Jr. are huge defensive players uh for the Grizzlies which is really how they're able to score uh in transition so I wonder what it's going to be like looking at their team next year, having to rely a little bit more as an offensive first team. Yeah, we will see. 
Guys, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunksinc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so you can follow the uh, the live tracker when it comes to free agency. You know, they got their full recap of day one and then all the signings and trades and available players coming here up in day two, three, four, five, and six, and so on. Um, Lee, how long are you in Canada for? What are you up uh, to there? Well, it's uh, Canada Day today, eh? Oh, hey. So uh, I'm, I'm heading up to the Cokes today, the Cokes, Muskoka. Uh, I'm going to be uh, out in a no cottage. <laughs> I'm going to start a new trend. Yeah. We're going to the Cokes. Uh, yeah, we'll be out there for the weekend and Monday back on uh, Tuesday, I think. Yeah, okay. and then we're back in the studio Wednesday, Vegas Thursday. I think that's right. That's right. Uh, we're yeah. also having a little get-together on Saturday, July 9th in Vegas around 7 p.m. at Starboard Tech. All right? It's called Starboard the Tech. The Tax. Okay. We're not uh, <laughs> not doing a live show. There's no tickets you got to buy. Nothing like that to worry about. You just got to get your ass, if you want to see us and have a drink, to Starboard Tech July 9th in Vegas around 7 p.m. Um, so hopefully we'll see you there if you're going out for uh, Summer League. Can't believe that's starting soon. My God. Yeah. I can't believe it's July, if I'm being completely honest. You want me to bring you back a little uh, Timmy O's uh, when I come back for you? I'm fine. You can bring me back uh, what I want. I think ketchup chips, I think, is usually at the top of my okay. list. Okay. Maybe a coffee crisp. I could go for one of those right now. Coffee crisp and some... Uh, and some ketchup chips, eh? I'll yeah. get them for you. All right. Great stuff. Uh, and Trey, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to ask this off the top. The biggest free agency question probably on the board. Have you signed on the dotted line and brought in the 2012 Toyota Highlander Hybrid? Has it happened? Contracts are signed. Uh, the deal is done, but we're waiting to go through physicals. Uh, we have to do that after the moratorium period ends okay. on July 5th. But uh, I've gone into the archives. I've been looking for jerseys that say Kirby on the back, and I've been brainstorming ways to hang it from. I think what I got to do is like pop the windshield wipers up so they're kind of like sticking out. Oh, yeah, that's good. Do it. My next question that people in the stream team could help me answer How would you shake hands with a car? You know, I think I'm going, <laughs> like, I'm going to grasp. The side mirror as if it's a hand. Yeah, yep. Hello. You know, like I'll be shaking. It'll be wearing the jersey. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When stay you do tuned. that, when you do that photo, I like that. Shake the mirror, I think makes sense. Uh, put a little hat though. Like put a hat on the car too. Okay. Okay. Like even, even if it's just a bull's hat or something like that. Um, okay. Great. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we figured that out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's call it there. That's an hour plus of free agency roundup, at least when it comes to day one and a whole lot of KD talk. So guys, subscribe, like the video, and leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you listen to the pod on Apple or Spotify. Who knows when we'll be back? Could be on the weekend, something big breaks. Otherwise, it uh, could be earlier next week, and at the very least, we will all be back in the factory uh, come Wednesday. I think there's a new no breaks on Wednesday as well. Is that correct, Trey? Is, is it Wednesday? You know, I, you know I'm bad at the schedule so. with this one. I think it is Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing some reports here that we got a wet race, uh, a wet FP1 at Silverstone. Mm. So it could be an exciting uh, Also, protests apparently happening out there as I've well. I've heard so, that. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, so we'll see. Okay, so that's no breaks uh, midweek next week uh, and no dunks at some point over the weekend or early next week. Don't you worry because the NBA never stops. You know when we say, hey, let's take a week off. 
and then a whole bunch of shit happens. Uh, you gotta <laughs> uh, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, a car's arms are its windshield wipers, but its hands are its mirrors. Embrace the weekend, people. Happy Canada Day. You could stay.